At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. With your first look at this week's college football lines, this is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Here's Jonathan Von Tobel. Welcome in, folks. It's my favorite time of the year, College Football Lines Revealed. We look ahead to next week in college football. And after a zany, is that a good good word? Uh, A zany week of results in college football. And we get a a really interesting slate coming up this next week. Not a lot of, like, top 10 on top 10, uh, as we said, multiple matchups like that this past weekend. But a lot of games that have... Um, some weight to them when it comes to the pecking order of conferences and spots in conference championship games and whatnot as we draw nearer and nearer to the end of the season. So for those who weren't with us last week, uh, we did. We should, we should get like a graphic, right? We have a new contender. Station Casinos has entered the fray, uh, as they did last week when it comes to some of these lines. Um, not many games on the board right now for next week. Uh, we've got, I think, seven by my count. So we'll give you an update on where those are at. We also have the look-ahead lines to reference from DraftKings. Uh, and we wait for... Circa to start the postseas as well, which we do moments from now. But let's start with one of the easier, like one of the more intriguing games on the spot. Because this is what's interesting about next week. Again, not a lot of top 10 matchups, but teams in interesting letdown spots. Let's start with the biggest one LSU on the road against Arkansas. Look ahead line here was LSU as a one point favorite over at DraftKings. We know, obviously. People will look at LSU in a clear and obvious letdown after getting an overtime win over Alabama in that spot last night. So the adjustment, at least at this point right now, LSU, a three-point favorite on the board against Arkansas. Now, Arkansas, in their, uh, if we want to reference at least what's been going on with them, not really the greatest state right now, the Razorbacks are. Coming off of a one-point or two-point loss, excuse me, to Liberty, 21-19, to it would seem that it is fair to make some sort of power rating adjustment on LSU, given the fact that this team has continued to deliver. Now, by the way, and I know this is a road game, but worth mentioning, a 5-1 and one against the spread at home this season after scoring that big win against Alabama. Uh, but LSU, you wonder what the state 
state of this team is like after scoring a massive win for them. And also, can I say, I mean, when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's probably not going to happen, you would think. But potentially a uh, fly in the ointment and everything when it comes to a college football playoff berth. We'll see if that could potentially be the case, seeing how things shake out. But LSU on the road again, adjustment, a three-point favorite against Arkansas coming off of their loss to Liberty. Let's go to another interesting matchup. Again, we talk about letdowns, or would it be a letdown coming off of a big loss that essentially ends your chase for a national title? Never say never with Alabama. But the Crimson Tide and how they face things now going forward on the road against Ole Miss, an Ole Miss team that I have not really been impressed with when it comes to their defensive play at this point of the season. Ole Miss really leaves a lot to be desired. Coming into today, 96th in the country in EPA per play. Defensively, the Ole Miss Rebels are. Offensively, perform very well. Top 10 rushing unit in the country. Alabama on the look ahead, a 14.5 point favorite against Ole Miss. A lot of people, I would assume, are going to look at something like that and think that this is one where Alabama comes in for maybe revenge. Who knows? We do have an adjustment, though. Look ahead was 14.5. Circa of the numbers are now uh, up and open for business. Alabama opens as a 12-point favorite on the road against Ole Miss. That total at 66.5. So we'll see if that number cruises maybe up toward that 14-point mark. Uh, I would think that maybe there are quite a few who believe that Alabama's in a spot to essentially uh, get revenge, but not against Ole Miss because that's not the team that beat them. But you understand what I'm saying. Maybe a spot for Alabama to bounce back in a really big way. But again, worth pointing out here, the road struggles for Alabama. They have been consistent. Right, We talk about the outright loss on the road against LSU, the struggles against Texas A&M, the struggle against Texas. Go back to last year where those road struggles continued too. The true road has not really been a friendly spot for Alabama for the most part, dating back to the beginning of last season. And uh, maybe trend that is going to have some legs to it. We'll see if that's going to be the case. But again, the reopen here, Alabama, a 12-point favorite with a total of 66 and a half. Let's move on from there. Uh, let's go to Georgia because Georgia, of course, deserves some love. A very dominant win and a dominant defensive performance. I got a – see, I was accused, I think, yesterday. I got a sarcastic text message that I will admit that I ignored from Elliot, uh, our producer, saying that uh, Tennessee was uh, the 2019 LSU Tigers. I will say that I am not the one who is invoking the memories of 2019 LSU. I was saying that there were statistical comparisons out there of the two teams. I push back on that. Regardless, Georgia, look ahead line, a 17-point favorite against Mississippi State. And I would say this, I don't think there is a letdown for Georgia coming off of a win like that. I think this Georgia team is legitimate. I think defensively they are starting to get better, even though they did lose Nolan Smith. You saw yesterday, uh, not a massive loss when you can just replace somebody else with a five-star talent. Um, but Georgia, the open right now, 16 with a total of 50 and a half. And I always find these spots interesting when we talk about these opening numbers. When you hang teams like a Georgia who have high power ratings and a lot of public respect, but just under some of those key-ish numbers, right? Like 17 is not a super key number, but it's somewhat key-ish when you get this high in terms of a point spread. We'll see if there's a reaction there pushing that up. But I would think that Georgia, given what, given everything they have in front of them at this point right now, uh, that Georgia is going to have, I think, a really good opportunity uh, to essentially just put the foot on the throat and continue to kind of truck along as a team that seems unstoppable at this point. By the way, Mississippi State, 39, Auburn, 33. That was the final in overtime yesterday. And... This might help for the Bulldogs. I don't know if anybody saw it. Mike Leach was taking all the chairs on the sideline and folding them up and throwing them away, not letting his wide receiver sit down. So maybe, just maybe, Mississippi State is going to be uh, fired up to take on Georgia. I would say this, though. Georgia defensively is pretty good, and we've seen this in Mississippi State. When you play a style of offense that Mike Leach and the Bulldogs do, when it's essentially kind of dink and dunk-ish, when you have a lot of guys just getting on space and throwing it pretty tight to the line of scrimmage, 
it plays out pretty well for some of these good defensive teams like Georgia. We move on from there. Biggest matchup on the board. Do I do it out of spite again? I don't think I can do it. Texas taking on TCU. Texas on the look-ahead line, a six-point favorite. That's, again, courtesy of DraftKings. Opens up right now seven, not surprising, with a total of 66.5. I would continue to say this. Uh, TCU, I don't know how they keep doing it. Consistently trailing in the second half of games against their conference opponents and yet still coming out on top. It would seem that this is the spot where all that luck kind of dries up against the Texas team that actually delivered as uh, the market really supported them yesterday in their game against Kansas State. But I am really interested to see how this TCU team pulls this one out of their hat yet again. Uh, again, Duggan and Texas, uh, excuse me, and TCU against Texas Tech yesterday, uh, really a disjointed performance for a very long time. Their only touchdown was a special teams touchdown, courtesy of a punt return. But Texas Tech did a pretty good job of holding that team down for the most part of, we'll call it two and a half to three quarters. But TCU, again, gets out of it late in that game. And if you trail again to this Texas squad, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you're not going to be able to pull it out of your hat once more, but we'll see if that's going to be the case. And I would say it is not a surprise. We have discussed this now multiple weeks. I think this is going to be the fourth or fifth week in a row since Quinn Ewers has come back for sure that the market has moved in favor of Texas. Sharp bettors who are shaping these markets that are betting these now like this Longhorns team, and especially if you're going to hang up numbers that are just under a key number of seven, think you're going to get some support, and that has been the case. So look ahead here was Texas minus six. Texas right now on the screen as a seven-point favorite against the Horned Frogs. We go from there to a couple of other matchups that have some interest. Let's go to Louisville at Clemson. Uh, Clemson, what a disastrous performance for this offense. Dabo Swinney, I think, really does need to um, – I don't even know what the what you'd be looking for here, uh, but the musical chair is a quarterback. The stubbornness when it comes to what he wants to do there. Tries to go to Klubnik yesterday, throws an interception. Uh, it has not really gone well for the Tigers when it comes to their offense. They suffered their first loss of the season and now have to come back to host Louisville. 13 and a half was the look-ahead line here over at DraftKings. Circa opens this up at eight in favor of Clemson with a total of 52. Where this ends up is going to be pretty interesting because, again, you're right over that key number of seven. Uh, if there's going to be action coming in, and we'll see if it maybe pushes it up to 10, it's kind of dead ish when you're looking at eight. You know, you can lay it all the way up to like nine and a half. Not really going to make a massive difference, uh, but we'll see where the number comes in at as the time we get to the end of the week, obviously. But a very big adjustment, at least from the look ahead line that DraftKings hung up last week. Clemson again last week, a 13.5 point favorite, now opening up as an 8 point favorite after their last loss. And this is again what I kind of mean by some of these losses and what some of these spots mean for these teams. Do you get Clemson dejected at perhaps the chance to make it to a college football playoff? And do you see a less than focused effort from Clemson? Or do you see a team that tries to rally after a loss and really tries to put it on an opponent that they could potentially really outmatch here? And the market, at least one shop, thought that they were going to be relatively sizable favorites against them. And what the quarterback situation looks like as you move forward again, is Dabo going to continue to play musical chairs if he doesn't like it? Or is he going to finally pull the trigger and put in Kate Klubnik in this spot against Louisville? We will find out. All right, a couple of other games we should talk about. Let's go to a lesser – now, this isn't a lesser contest. I think the grand scheme of things people might think it is, but it's not. UCF on the road against Tulane. Uh, the top two teams in the American at this point right now will meet up this weekend. We could get a rematch in the championship game potentially. Uh, but Tulane, a one-and-a-half-point favorite at the Open with a total of 49. Not a really big adjustment from what we have seen from the look-ahead market last week. This opened a pick 
over at DraftKings last week. So a small adjustment in favor of Tulane. And of course, we saw Tulane and actually both teams will call take care of business. UCF with a 35-28 win over Memphis to maintain their spot right behind Tulane in the standings. Tulane 27, Tulsa 13 in a hard-fought affair on the road for the Green Wave. Move on from there. A couple of other spots to hit on as some of these opening lines, and we're going to have some good insight from Tim Murray coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, let's go to, again, an interesting psychological spot, Illinois. Illinois loses. They had a last gasp effort on their final drive against Michigan State, but that offense finally kind of turned into a little bit of a pumpkin, a somewhat one-dimensional attack Illinois has, and it kind of ran dry against Michigan State. Defense performed relatively well, but now they get to play host to Purdue. Now, this is not a team that really had grand aspirations, and that loss didn't really kill anything for them in the grand scheme of things. So I'd assume that this is a pretty level-headed effort from Illinois, but you do see an adjustment from what we saw last week from DraftKings. DraftKings had Illinois as a seven-point favorite in this game, and yet we see this open now here at Circa. Right now, 5.5 with a total of 47.5. And, and Purdue, as my colleague uh, Danny Burke put it yesterday, Aiden O'Connell's worst game ever, perhaps. Uh, this offense has kind of looked stuck in the mud, but we'll see if uh, against one of the best defenses statistically in the country, if maybe they can find their footing. All right, we have a lot left to get to. Again, there's a lot of interesting games, and a lot of these games carry weight when it comes to chases for spots in conference championship games and others. For example, and we'll break this down maybe a little bit later or if Tim Murray has something on it, North Carolina on the road against Wake Forest. It's going to be interesting to see how Wake Forest reacts. The last two games for the Demon Deacons, 11 turnovers. I feel like that's unsustainable. But we'll find out what the market thinks of that game and much more when we come back. It is College Football Lions Revealed here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for up to 45% off and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for up to 45% off at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. You can be a pro, too. Check it out. VEASAN Pro subscriptions, pro tools, pro picks at the glance, pro tips, all of it. 99 bucks for the Super Bowl. That includes our college basketball betting guy. College basketball season starts tomorrow. Who's excited, huh? I'm going to go check out UNLV Southern manana. Oh, it's going to be a – I can't talk myself into it. It's going to be an affair. We'll say that. Check it all out. 99 bucks to the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Let's welcome in a man who – I know is very excited about college basketball season getting started tomorrow. Also very excited because this Notre Dame Fighting Irish do not look as fraudulent as once thought. Tim Murray, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, fraudulent or I uh, just unpredictable. However you want to define it, but uh, I will uh, say to many people out there, JVT, you're welcome because. Uh, now Clemson will not be in the college football playoff, which uh, which is a great thing because they were not a uh, top four team in my mind, and now they are uh, no longer going to be discussed in the top four. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. We saw we saw a couple, uh, quite a few teams actually, essentially get eliminated from college football playoff contention. Uh, I think over the weekend, but I wanted to talk to you, Tim, because I've been kind of setting up the show with the thought of this weekend, right? We don't get like the Tennessee Georgia matchups, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that this is an interesting weekend because you get a lot of these interesting psychological spots when you look at some of these teams. How does Clemson respond after losing to Notre Dame? Uh, how does uh, how does uh, Georgia respond after beating up on Tennessee? How does Alabama respond after essentially getting knocked out of the college football playoff um, conversation? How does Tennessee respond? Right, like that's kind of what I find really fascinating about this weekend. Spot betters and those who believe in letdowns and whatnot. I think there's quite a few from you for you to choose from this coming weekend. Yeah, and you're talking my language. Uh, I love you know betting situationally, and 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 especially you know you look last weekend there were a couple spots. Uh, Kansas and Oklahoma State was probably my favorite bet of the weekend. When you have one team coming off a bye, another team playing at six straight game, dealing with all sorts of injuries. So you know as you look at the market as you, where you sit right now, JVT, uh, a situational spot. Du jour mm-hmm. would of course be Notre Dame and Navy. You're playing a triple option. You just had the biggest win of the season. You storm the field, and now you got to turn around and focus on the triple option. And betters clearly 
are uh, are looking to back Navy in this spot. It opened 19, and it's down to 17. So obviously some early line movement there. Uh, you mentioned, you know, how is Alabama going to respond? Uh, what about LSU? Uh, yep. LSU is on the road at Arkansas and a very short favorite here. Uh, my guess would be early thought process, JVT, because Arkansas just lost a Liberty as a mm-hmm. north of a two-touchdown favorite. The public's going to see that as candy. I, I think LSU's in a really tricky spot there against Arkansas, and uh, I see some threes out there. At, you know, one at DraftKings uh, looks like William Hill Caesars has a three. I-, I would be inclined to take the three with Woo Pig Suey here, assuming health against LSU, who, you know, like Notre Dame, just had a monumental victory. So, yeah, uh, I'm a situational better uh, and certainly look at that. Another team, you know, I mentioned Kansas. Mm -hmm. Kansas just got the bowl eligibility JVT for the first time in, you know, 13 years. And now they go on the road to Lubbock. Is there a letdown factor there? That's certainly possible. Texas Tech is, uh, it looks like, laying five in that spot. So, yeah, I think this week, I think you hit hit the nail on the head. I think it's a very interesting situational spot Saturday. So I, I want to focus on one game that you brought up, LSU, because I think there's so there's two interesting kind of narratives going head-to-head. One of them actually has some data behind it, and I think you would know this off the top of your head being a Notre Dame guy. Uh, but Brian Kelly, right, he generally kind of, I shouldn't say thrives, but as a favorite, he takes yeah. care of it, right? Like yep. he has a great record as a favorite in terms of winning these games straight up. It is a relatively low number. That's why I'm fascinated by that game, Tim, because it does scream letdown spot. But Brian Kelly throughout his career, and that dates back to that Notre Dame situations, mm-hmm. uh, he has taken care of what he needs to take care of in those spots as a favorite. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that's a great point. And that is maybe the biggest strength of Brian Kelly is that you know he didn't he didn't have the letdown spots you know after the disastrous 20 was that 2016 season when Notre Dame went 4 and 8 uh they you know they covered or they won outright as a favorite JVT every game from 2018 on which is you know what you would think okay what's the big deal i mean a lot of teams lose as as favorites. We see it each and every weekend. We saw it with Notre Dame, obviously, twice this year as a double-digit favorite, losing to Marshall and Stanford. So, yeah, that might be the, the reason to be maybe a little hesitant uh, to back Arkansas here in a clear letdown spot. You know, you think back to 2020, and I know there were no crowds uh, in 2020, but I, I remember a spot when Notre Dame beat Clemson, uh, you know, got that proverbial monkey off their back, got a big win, and uh, they turned around and they they covered, I think, the following weekend against Boston College, laying like two touchdowns on the road. So, yeah, that is something Brian Kelly is very good at uh, over his time at Notre Dame and now here at LSU where he, he wins as a favorite. I mean, I know week one they lost to Florida State, but outside of that, JVT, he, he takes care of business. Uh, so that, yeah, certainly would be something to look at there. I, I would have an early lean to, to Arkansas here, but... Uh, you know, got to do a little more digging on that one. Is Tennessee eliminated from college football playoff contention? No, I don't think so. I, I do think with Clemson losing, uh, that opens up the door. And, you know, just kind of to talk it out, JVT, um, Alabama is now gone from the from the discussion. You LSU think? is not. Yeah, Alabama is. Well, because Alabama Unless LSU loses twice here, JVT, uh, LSU has the, the the tiebreaker over Alabama. So there's no way they get in if they don't win the SEC. Now, we, what we will have the potential of 
is a two-loss SEC champ, whether it be LSU or somehow Alabama gets in there and they beat Georgia. Georgia at 12-0 and is a lock to get in no matter what happens in the SEC championship. So for Tennessee, they're now a huge Georgia fan. Yeah. So we'll play the scenario out. Georgia wins out. They're 13-0. and They're the number one seed. Uh, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan, wins out. They're in at 13-0 and as well. Now the door is open, I think, for Tennessee because you look at the the track record, what they have so far, some really nice wins, a win over LSU, a dominating one at that, uh, obviously the win over Alabama. So I don't think Tennessee is eliminated, JVT, because Clemson lost. I would say they were eliminated if Clemson had not lost, but I think Clemson, in my eyes, is done. I, I really don't think a 12-1 and uh, ACC championship, ACC champion is getting in, in my opinion. Uh, what they also would need is they need TCU to get get out of there too. Oh, they're if going TCU, to. <laughs> if TCU gets knocked out or gets handed a loss, uh, I think Tennessee's actually in pretty good shape. And I'll say this, JVT, we'll find out on Tuesday night. But obviously, Tennessee was number one, right, by mm-hmm. the committee last week. They're not going to drop, in my eyes, below TCU. I don't think they will. Uh, you know, TCU a win over Texas Tech. I don't. I don't think that is that impressive. So we saw how the committee thinks or what they think of TCU so far. So I think Tennessee is not in great shape, but they're in decent shape if they take care of their business and carnage continues to happen around them. I actually think Tennessee is uh, is absolutely uh, alive still to make the playoff. So with this result for Tennessee, and I'm going to tie this into a game that we are going to see um, on Saturday, Oregon is a 12-point favorite, total of 67.5. I mean – Oregon's looming here, right? If Oregon continues to just blast their opponents and they end up as a one-loss Pac-12 champion whose only loss is to the best team in the country, I mean, Oregon's four, are they not? Yeah, Oregon's got a shot. So I think we could talk – I think we could see a scenario, JVT, where we have Oregon and Tennessee in the playoff. I really do. Um, You know, it's going to come down to what the committee thinks of – it's going to be a one-loss Ohio State and Michigan versus Tennessee if TCU – uh, gets bounced. If TCU gets a, goes undefeated, then it gets a little trickier. But I think there's a realistic scenario of 13-0 Georgia, undefeated Michigan or Ohio State, Tennessee at 11-1, and and uh, Oregon if they go 12-1. and Or USC if you want to throw them in there because they're still, even though mm-hmm. they're, I think, pretty fraudulent because uh, they can't stop a nosebleed. But uh, they're still with one loss. And, you know, we'll see if they get by UCLA next weekend. But, you know, Oregon, UCLA, or sorry, Oregon, USC, in theory, if they're both 11 and 1 and they're playing in Las Vegas on that Friday night in early December, JVT, I think that is a, uh, it could be a de facto quarterfinal. Um, I don't know what you mean, uh, USC. I mean, everybody gives up 35 points to Cal. Uh, yeah, and they shoot out with the Golden Bears. It's a normal thing to happen. Uh, Tim, it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thank you very much for the insight, man. Appreciate it. All right, JVT. Enjoy that UNLV uh, Southern game tomorrow. Barnburn. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Did you get a total for me? Are these up yet or what? What's going on here? <laughs> um, I thought I saw one shop hanging uh, numbers. Yeah, hold on. Get, you got two seconds here? Uh, uh, specifically, uh, we have like 40 seconds, actually, if you really uh, want to get into it. For those who don't know, I was texting Tim as college basketball season starts. Uh, I am... It looks like 135 offshore. Under. 
<laughs> tell you that much right now under all right buddy thank you very, very much for the time appreciate it all right jvt see you man uh we'll just put it this way when you go to unlv basketball practice you, you count how many threes are made because there's not many uh all right we'll come back we have plenty left to get to our guy matt grill is going to join us training manager over at DraftKings is going to get his thoughts uh, on what we've seen and his thoughts on uh really how you factor it in like as a bookmaker when you're making some of these numbers like these are a lot of situational games the handicappers will act on we'll see what he thinks coming up in 15. College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in College Football Lines Revealed here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Got a lot to get to, and uh, we begin, as we always do, biggest line moves that we have seen so far up on the board. Let's do it. We start in the SEC. These things move in the first 30 minutes, folks, so you want to pay attention. Texas A&M opening up as a two-point favorite. Now... Two-point underdog in this spot against Auburn. Appalachian State taking on Marshall. App State opening up as a one-point favorite. This thing flips as well. Marshall now laying two. Not a surprise. Indiana taking on Ohio State. Uh, C.J. Stroud and the Buckeyes in a little bit of a uh, hurricane, I guess we were told. Uh, Not really looking great offensively against Northwestern, but they get by the Purple Cats as they should. Now are up to a 41-point favorite against Indiana. Uh, Not going well for the Hoosiers. Boston College, NC State. BC's really beat up. I expressed some mild shock uh, at this number. And um, this, though, up to 19 now. So BC opens up as a 17-point favorite, up to 19. Uh, NC State coming off of a victory, but uh, I don't know if I'm really there to lay that big of a number. I know Boston College is beat to hell, but that seems pretty shocking. Anyway, Pittsburgh taking on Virginia. Virginia fought pretty well against North Carolina yesterday. This opens up six. This is now down to four. Pitt, of course, coming off of a victory as well, 19-9 to over Syracuse on their backup quarterback. Utah State and Hawaii, a game that means absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of the Mountain West, but still, uh, Hawaii getting some action here, 11 points. Utah State lays the opener, uh, but now currently down to minus 9 in favor of Utah State. We move on, last page of spreads here that have moved. Notre Dame and Navy, Notre Dame opening up 19, as Tim Murray mentioned when we were on with him, down to 17, thought it was a great point by Tim, uh, not only from a letdown spot, right, getting a big win over Clemson, but now having to turn that thing back around to take on an option team, uh, not the best situation to be in if you're Notre Dame. Wisconsin and Iowa, this thing opens up Wisconsin minus two. This is now Wisconsin and Iowa pick. Uh, Both teams coming off of really strong performances against their opponents, Maryland and uh, Purdue respectively. So I would assume a very low total on this one. Haven't looked at it yet, but I'm going to just go out there on a limb. And then Fresno State, an 11-point favorite on a Friday night against UNLV at the Open, now down to nine. Market respects this UNLV team uh, since Doug Brumfield came back this past weekend, right? Opened up nine against San Diego State. That thing closed all the way down at five. Rebels did cover, stayed within the number, and now getting action against Fresno State, who still has the Mountain West title in front of them potentially. SMU taking on South Florida. Totals now are here. 67.5 at the Open. This thing gets bet up. 273 and a half. Not surprising what we know defensively about these two teams and how uh, how well they can execute on offense. Missouri and Tennessee. This thing opens up 62 and a half. Has been bent down six points. We are down to 56 and a half. Fascinating game. We'll get into more of it with Tennessee a little bit later. But how the Volunteers handle coming off of that loss, but still alive, I would think, in the grand scheme of the college football playoff. East Carolina taking on Cincinnati. This opened up 47 and a half. We are up to 53. 
Next thing, again, we're going over the biggest line moves we have seen in these first 30 minutes now that these numbers are posted. Charlotte, Middle Tennessee, 64.5 at the open, up to 69.5. I will not pretend to give you insight on Charlotte, Middle Tennessee. I apologize. Tulsa taking on Memphis here, 57.5 at the open. This thing gets bet up five points. We are up to 62.5. Vandy and Kentucky opening up at 45.5. Actually bet up here at a total of 50. So all three of those we just discussed all going up. Rice, Western Kentucky, 57.5 up to 61.5. Liberty coming off of their kind of ugly win over Arkansas, 21-19, 52.5 at the open, down to 48.5. We've seen UConn take advantage of some spots. Maybe they can do it here. We'll find out. Texas A&M and Auburn saw that total up at up 45.5 and up to 49.5, so a four-point bump there to the over between Texas A&M and Auburn. We saw Texas A&M defensively uh, really show some pretty big warts in that matchup with Florida on Saturday. Before we get to some of the other games, uh, let's hit the pro tip really quickly. And I think this really just speaks to what this weekend's going to be like. Personally, I'm not much of a spot better, uh, but teams coming off of these upset victories, you know, you can see a power ratings increase, setting a potential letdown spot uh, to play against, right? Because here's my thing when it comes to these. So we tend to refer to them, the collective we, uh, as letdown spots, right? So if LSU goes out next week um, in this spot against uh, Arkansas, and let's say they win, but they fail to cover. Those who call it a letdown spot will be like, told you, they weren't emotionally ready and it was a letdown. Could be. Or it could be that LSU was a one-point favorite on a look-ahead line and the rating got bumped up to minus three and maybe they just didn't cover a three when they were laying one originally and they could still win the game outright. So we they are letdown spots, but they're letdown spots because you overachieved the week before potentially. Thus, maybe your rating gets a little bit of a bump. We see it there in this LSU game and then you fail to cover a higher number than it, what it would have been had you just you know, lost the way that you probably should have in the week prior. So what that means for LSU from a situational standpoint is pretty interesting. And by the way, we do see LSU right now, a two-point favorite total of 62.5. But I think that is, as we discussed at the top of this show here, games like this with LSU on the road against Arkansas, I thought Tim again brought up a really great point, which is the fact that this Arkansas team, uh, I think a lot of people will look at this and go, LSU beat Alabama, Arkansas lost to Liberty, I'm laying less than a field goal, Let's bleep and do it. And I'm not sure if it's just that simple because I do think there's a couple of things when it comes to LSU. First of which is, I think it's pretty clear at this point right now, not to say that Alabama is a bad team by any sense, but it is not the team that we expected them to be or perceived them to be once the season began. They went on the road to Texas. Their secondary struggled. I think they frankly got lucky that Quinn Ewers got knocked out of that game, a game that I think Texas wins if that is not the case, and they struggle there. We see them, of course, go on the road against Tennessee, and their defense yet again looks relatively poor against Tennessee. Offense scores at a really high rate, speaks to what the weakness is for the Volunteers, but Alabama, of course, struggles in that spot. And then we saw last night what happened to LSU. So what my overall point is is that maybe the win over Alabama is not the feather in the cap that I think a lot of people might expect. I mean, clearly the market was a little off when they were 13.5-point favorites on the road there, but I do wonder with this LSU team, where if you look at some of the metrics and what we would expect from them here not like the strongest team in the world, and not with the strongest resume either, as we discussed yesterday, but 68th in the country against the run in terms of EPA per play LSU. You're going to face the run a little bit here against Arkansas. So I'm really interested to see what this matchup is going to be like for LSU and maybe coming off of, yes, a really strong win and a good win, but maybe not the win we all expected, shockingly enough. All right, let's hit some of these games <clears throat> that I really wanted to touch on too uh, when it comes to situationally. I mentioned one of this one, uh, this one out of the uh, ACC, so let's talk about it. North Carolina and Wake Forest. So North Carolina still fighting for a shot to get into the ACC championship game. Um, they still have everything in front of them as they would like to do as well. 
The look ahead line here over at DraftKings was Wake Forest minus five. We had now look at the screen. Wake Forest is a three and a half point favorite, total of a 76 and a half. So a relatively high total. And I think that makes some sense. Two teams that don't really play a lot of defense, two offenses that are among the best statistically in the ACC, probably leads to a lot of fireworks. What is going to be interesting is the Wake Forest side here and what they have over the last two games, because Wake Forest did turn it over three times in their loss to NC State. Um, eight, or excuse me, 11 turnovers for Wake Forest over the last two games. Two games, they've committed 11 turnovers. Something that's probably not, I would say, is going to sustain itself, especially against a really poor defensive team like North Carolina. We saw North Carolina again, albeit they did kind of run away a little bit at the end against Virginia. It was still ended up being a 31-28 final. I wonder if, as we start to see this number move, and maybe we start to see it move even more, like three and a half to three, does it get under three? I would say not. But if it does, I would be interested looking at Wake Forest. Turnovers tend to vary on you know game to game. They don't tend to be very consistent. And if they keep running into the bad turnover luck, sure, they're going to be in a tough spot here. But I do wonder if the market, just looking at the last two games for Wake Forest, is maybe doing a little too much and downgrading Wake Forest and not realizing how those losses came about. But what Wake Forest does in this spot, I think it's a really interesting game. It's a fun game as well, obviously, as it says by the total. But North Carolina, of course, watching them on offense against some lesser defensive opponents is going to be uh, really good football. Let's go to another ACC matchup that I think is interesting too. Florida State on the road against Syracuse. Now, on the surface, doesn't really mean much. But we talk about like letdown spots and what these all mean. Could you make the argument that Florida State is kind of in a letdown coming off of a big win over, I say not even a win, a beatdown, a slaughter of Miami, an in-state rival, that if you read some of the clippings coming out of whatnot, like fan bases and everything, and this team too, it was an important game, and it always is. Uh, and now you hit the road to take on Syracuse, and this is what my interest is, because Syracuse, of course, losing to Pitt, but with their backup quarterback. And if you're going to be healthy at the quarterback position coming into this game, maybe it's a spot to come in a back of Syracuse squad that I think is better than its last, we'll call it game and a half, right? Uh, because, of course, their starting quarterback knocked out there was a second quarter of that Notre Dame loss and then having to play a full game without him. Syracuse might be a lot better than what catching six here at home against Florida State. I, two weeks ago, coming off of or right before the Clemson game, would Florida State have been laying six on the road against Syracuse? Probably not. And so I'm willing to bet that this number starts to head towards Syracuse here, especially if they get positive quarterback news. But it is an interesting situation for Florida State, I would guess, coming off of a beatdown of your rival and in one in which, by the way, too, uh, Miami, it did look like, just flat-out quit, and they flat-out quit early. And that's the other thing, too. So let's go to some of these other teams, like a Miami, for example, whose seasons have just completely fallen apart. They're three-point underdogs on the road against Georgia Tech, a team that has almost nearly nothing in front of them, whose season has been an abject failure, and who did, there's a lot of footage out there, seemingly quit against Florida State yesterday. I wonder how Mario Cristobal holds this thing together for Florida, who's a three-point underdog here on the road with a total of 44.5, and that thing hasn't budged. Open three, 44.5, has not moved. But the Hurricanes are uh, they are slipping, I think, is an understatement. They are plummeting down to earth, and this has not been good for Miami. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty left to get to in the last 15. Matt Grill, trading manager over at DraftKings, get his thoughts on what we're calling, what, situation weekend in college football and uh, where he's at in terms of the adjustments from the look-aheads over at DraftKings to where we're at now here. It's College Football Lines Revealed on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is College Lines Revealed on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN Pro. Yeah, sign up today. 99 bucks for the Super Bowl. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get pro tools, pro picks at glance, and pro tips. All for 99 bucks. Everything we do. That includes college football betting or college basketball betting guide, I should say. Uh, coming out soon, and the other betting guides that are coming out. How about the World Cup? Yeah, there'll be a betting guide for that. How about the Super Bowl? Yeah, there'll be a betting guide for that. Check that out and more daily write-ups for the NHL and NBA. Beeson.com slash subscribe. Uh, the energy is getting raucous in the studio. It is a college football show, uh, but we do um, monitor, of course, the NFL games here. Aaron Rodgers has just been an absolute nightmare today so far, I will say. And you know what my favorite thing is? Every once in a while they do this in the National Football League. Uh, you know, they do the slow-mo shot on guys. As like they're going to break, they slow mo bomb like Aaron Rodgers dropping an f bomb, like a really elongated f bomb. Uh, but I'm sure he'll go on Pat McAfee show and blame everybody else but himself. All right, let's talk. Uh, let's talk college football a little bit more. Matt Grill is with us here, trading manager over at DraftKings. Matt, it is good to talk to you. So I have called this weekend uh, situation weekend in college football. I think there's like ten games, maybe even more, that you could really look at and go, man. This team's either in a letdown spot or whatever it is coming off of either a big win result. It seems pretty fascinating for a better who is out there who loves situations. This is a weekend, it seems on the surface, uh, that is ripe with those. 
Yeah, AJVT, thanks for having me on. And yeah, exactly correct. It's just something that, you know, part of navigating this when making that number each week to kind of factor that in. You know, sometimes it might apply more than others. Uh, last week, you saw a couple games at uh, Arkansas Liberty game where Arkansas just playing this team out of conference. They got beat. And then uh, you had Louisville versus GMU. That line got down real low to that six and a half line. It didn't really make sense to me. It's something we like to call a squarp where you see all the sharps on that one side and doesn't doubt I'm happening, gets blown up the other way. And, you know, they were just in a different class and they took care of business. Now, and I'm going to have to circle that when Alabama plays Austin P right before they play uh, Auburn at the end of the – I'm making a joke at the SEC, of course, and all these teams scheduling bye weeks right before they play an important opponent. Uh, all right, so let's talk about this then. I want to focus on one team specifically, and actually it's the team that beat Alabama, LSU. So we were talking about – again, so we'll focus on letdown spots, right? Matt, I like to make the argument that maybe it's not a letdown spot. Maybe you see teams coming off of big wins like LSU have their power rating increased, and maybe they're laying a number that probably is a little bit larger than they should. So here, your guys' look ahead was LSU minus one. I think we got to minus three before we've evened out. How do you? How much do you upgrade a team after a win like that for an LSU? What is the adjustment that you guys make after them scoring a big win? Yeah, we're, we're really trying to be ahead of that adjustment. So we thought we were pretty much there last week with LSU. Still gave them a little bit of a bump. I mean, they could have just as easily lost that game. Obviously, playing Bama dead even there is going to warrant a little bit more of an upgrade. But we're trying to be a week ahead of it. So we think we were there last week. Thought we had a decent look ahead on LSU minus one uh, to where you see it this week. You know, not that much different. It's up to the three, three and a half. But really, you could have made the argument last week. Maybe Arkansas should be favored. So I thought we were in a good spot there last week already. Yeah, that's. I think that's pretty interesting because uh, LSU – I was kind of making the argument as well that it's a really good win over Alabama, but given the road struggles that Alabama has had and that secondary has had, maybe it's not the win that we kind of perceive it to be because of what we thought Alabama was, which clearly uh, they're not at this point right now. All right, let's focus on another team, uh, Missouri-Tennessee. We haven't hit on this game yet, but this is an interesting situation because I think a lot of people would think that a lot of handicappers call them dream crusher losses, right? And maybe everything's done for you now. I don't think that's the case for Tennessee. Tim Murray and I, our colleague here at Visa, were discussing this about 15 minutes ago, that everything's still in front of Tennessee. Uh, what did you guys make this now at the adjustment? It doesn't seem like there's much of a difference because your look ahead was Tennessee minus 20. Yeah, correct. We thought it might be a tough spot for Tennessee here either way, so we wanted to open up just below that three-touchdown mark. You know, Tennessee, like you just mentioned, now with Notre Dame losing, Clemson losing, they still have a path in there, even if they don't win the division. They, they were the number one team in the first CFP ranking. Might not drop too much this week, actually, surprisingly. If you go into Georgia and lose by, by uh, 14, might not, not end up looking like that bit of a loss eventually, so they need to keep their eyes on the prize here, and, you know, Missouri has been playing some better ball lately. Could be a tough game, but Tennessee should take your business here and keep rolling. So as these spreads, because this is, I think, a good example of this, and as these spreads kind of grow with some of these lopsided matchups, numbers do become like a little less key, but like 21 somewhat key when it comes to at least final results in lopsided matches. So like when you guys open up numbers like 20 as opposed to 21 or, or like, you know, 13 and a half as opposed to 14, is that your thought process that you're kind of projecting what the action might be here and that you're not afraid to open up under a key number because you expect the action to come the other way? Yeah, I mean, we're, if we're trying to kind of nudge the action one way, or, one way or the other, that's one of the ways to do it. So, like you just yeah. said, they're just under a key number, just over a key number. We like a certain side where we might not want to, you know, express as much of the points where we can put it right up to that key number and still get the action one way. So, I, I would think that looking ahead to next week, so Alabama is, again, another one of these interesting teams because every, it seems it's done for Alabama, at least when it comes to winning a national championship. Um, is this, do you think, potentially – 
a kind of bloodletting for Nick Saban? Like, hey, because there's two ways this go, right? There's Alabama who's kind of like, you know what, screw this. Like, we're all done. Let's just get these wins and get out of here. Or there's Nick Saban fire under his butt because his team lost and isn't going to win a national title this year who gets to beat up on Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. What, what do you guys expect here? What do you guys open up this weekend? I think the well-known Bama mo out there is they, you know, after these losses they come out and they just destroy their next opponent. So that might be in people's heads. You know, Ole Miss here. We opened up the look at 14 and a half. We got it now down to I believe it's an 11, 11 and a half. So a little bit of an adjustment, of course, with Bama losing, uh, and now, of course, not having their their destiny controlled. So are they going to let kind of let up here, let down? So it'll be very interesting to see what happens this game. I'm very interested in this game this weekend. All right, let's go to the. I think that, I mean no, this is the biggest game on the board. It has college football playoff implications. Uh, one team is undefeated. Another team the market loves. TCU on the road against Texas. TCU, again, burning me, but that's okay. We won't focus on that. Um, what do you make of this, and where are you guys at? Because I find this fascinating. The market, and you can speak to this, market has moved with Texas each of the last, what, three, four weeks. Since Quinn Ewers has come back, the betting market really likes this Texas team. Here we are again floating around a key number of seven. Where do you guys expect this to end up? Because I think that TCU can't continue to get away with some of these situations, but this is different. Now they're not a favorite. Now they're an underdog against the Longhorns. You know what, JVT? There's a couple tens and tens and a half last week, real early, so you must have yep. missed those on Texas Tech. But yeah, going out to this game, like you just mentioned. So yeah, Texas, they're powered like a top 10 team. TCU just a couple couple points um, behind them, so that's why you can end up getting this uh, touchdown spread. Texas was trying to blow another game there, and Kansas State didn't end up happening. They held on, got a fumble there late. TCU, of course, just continues to work their magic. I think it was 21-0 in that fourth quarter. Maybe it was 21-7. So they just kind of turned it on late in these games. So I don't know. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to kind of gauge it sometimes when team, if, if team gets up real big early, then kind of uh, coast late, or, you know, if they're down early, then turns out late in the game. How do you kind of gauge that? It's sometimes hard to do. Uh, I'm I'm trying to focus on our college football show. I have the Packers grill. I have the Packers game right behind the camera. So I am trying to focus, but the the Packers are completely falling apart. This is absolutely incredible. Uh, Aaron Rodgers kind of falling apart. All right, let's go to another game. Uh, ACC matchup, North Carolina at Wake Forest. This does carry some weight. North Carolina is still trying to maintain its spot on top of the division. So I was making the case. Wake Forest in the last two games has turned the ball over 11 times. I feel like that's not going to continue, but we've seen this number kind of dip here. You guys had a look ahead of five. Now it's down to three and a half. Uh, Do we expect North Carolina to be the popular side this weekend? Because I would say of the two, they're probably the more public team, no? Yeah, I think so. You know, Sam Harmon, has he just been unlucky or something going on with him? Yep. It's kind of strange his last two two games that he's been so bad throwing these interceptions. So don't really know what's going on there with Wake. Still thought they deserve to be the favorite. If they play right, they should probably win this game. You know, it'll be close to UNC now. They just have to win one more game, game to win the Coastal. So it's almost decided they're going to play Clemson in the ACC title game. This is going to be one of the tougher games they can get. They, they still have a couple chances after this, so it could be a game that Wake can maybe get here. Let's go to the Big Ten, and I'm really interested in the adjustment. You guys had Illinois as a full seven-point favorite uh, last week on the look-ahead against Purdue. Purdue looked terrible uh, this last weekend, especially when it came to their offense. This is still a really good Illinois defense. I'm surprised that the market has responded like this. Where are you guys at now? Yeah, we're at six and a half now. So, you know, uh, Illinois is, I think, a little bit better version of, of Iowa, one that can score a little bit, you know, defense running the ball. So they looked bad against Michigan State. So did, of course, uh, Purdue look terrible against Iowa. So we ended up here at kind of the same number, around six and a half, seven. Yeah, some spots are as low right now as five and a half. That's uh, the surprise I was expressing there. We'll see if that ends up heading in that direction. All right, we'll get you out, one, uh, we'll get you out of here on one more. Uh, so style points, now we're starting to enter that territory, right, where some of these teams on the fringe of playoff contention want some of these style points. 
Well, there's an Oregon team sitting out there, Matt, that has only one loss, and that's to Georgia, and I think they want to start putting it on some of these teams. Are we going to start to see this? Um, these numbers start to get a little bit more inflated on Oregon? They're 12, I think you go at 12-point favor right now over in your neck of the woods? Yeah, I think you're already seeing it this week a bit. You know, when I first made this number, we did the look at is Oregon minus 12. I had to do a triple take. It just didn't look right. Yeah. But the way Oregon's going, watching a little bit on the decline, got the number right there still. So, of course, this is a rivalry game. But Oregon, are they looking ahead to Utah next week? You know, they, they can't probably drop two these both these games, but just win one uh, win one game, beat Oregon State. They're going to be in the Pac-12 title game. Of course, though, they have bigger aspirations of getting mixed to the CFP, so they need to win out to get those still realized. Yeah, Ducks, 7-0 straight up, 6-1 against the spread since that loss to Oregon. Matt, we were up against it, but it's always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks again. Thanks, JBT. Yep, you got it. Uh, yeah, Oregon, you know, like I said, we got like, what, four weeks left or so, and these are going to be starting to be uh, these spots where teams are going to look. And can I just say, too, because I was one that questioned Oregon, but mainly it was Bo Nix. Uh, Nix has been awesome. In conference play, 291.8 yards per game, 10.1 yards per attempt, an 83 PFF passing grade, and only committing a turnover-worthy play on 1.3% of his passing attempts. All right, that does it for us. Again, College Football Betting Podcast channel. That's what you want to like and subscribe because it's not just me on there. A lot of great guys like Tim Murray, who was with us earlier today, Matt Eubens, Adam Burke, and others. Make sure you check that out. Head to beeson.com slash subscribe. If you're not a pro subscriber yet, check out everything we have to offer. We will be back next week here on College Football Lines Revealed. Live Bet Sunday rolls on next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.